Well, hello, my friend. Praise God. This is Evangelist Frank King. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. I am your host. I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time today to share the Word of God with you. And today I want to talk on the subject of receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit. When John was baptizing, he told the people, I'm baptizing you with water, but there's one coming after me who was preferred before me, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 5, Jesus said to his disciples, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. And we know that event happened on the day of Pentecost. This experience, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, was spoken of in the Old Testament, in the book of Joel, the prophet. There, God said he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And Peter quotes that passage on the day of Pentecost. We know this experience was and is important because Jesus commanded the apostles not to go about preaching the gospel until they had received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So today I want to talk about receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit from a biblical perspective. Now I'm going to start off my discussion on this subject in the book of Acts chapter 8. There we see Saul of Tarsus persecuting the early church. Because of that persecution, the church members were scattered. And wherever they went, they went preaching the word of God. Chapter 8 focuses on a man by the name of Philip. Because of the persecution, he went to Samaria and preached to the people there. And here's what verse 12 in Acts chapter 8 says about Philip in Samaria. When they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. So that means the people in Samaria believed what Philip was preaching and they were getting baptized. That means the people were getting saved through Philip's preaching. The interesting thing about this revival occurring in Samaria is that it did not happen until Saul persecuted the church. And today we see society and the devil putting the squeeze on the Christian church. 
We may talk about it and complain about it, but sometimes persecution is needed to awaken the sleeping church and to get her moving for the Lord. And so it was in the first century church. Okay, so people were getting saved and baptized through Philip's preaching in Samaria. If the Lord were to come at the very moment after they had accepted Christ and were baptized, they would go to heaven. But as if that were not enough, here's what happened afterward according to verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Verse 15, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. The point here is that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is not necessarily coincident with the salvation experience. Most of the time in the Bible, it was not simultaneous, and that is also true of this instance. The people were saved through Philip's preaching, but the apostles came later to minister the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The next verse, verse 16, makes that point clear. It reads, For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we're not left to try and guess as to whether or not these new converts received the Holy Spirit. This verse says that none of them did. Now here is an important point. Being born again of the Spirit is always, I repeat, always coincident with salvation. But being baptized with the Holy Spirit is not usually coincident with salvation. So the question is, how did the people receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Verse 17 says, Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Now they, in this verse, refers to apostles Peter and John. You see, when the apostles who were in Jerusalem heard that people were getting saved through Philip's preaching, the apostles in turn sent Peter and John to lay hands upon the people to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now the laying on of hands is not the only way to administer the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but this was the method of choice by the apostles. We can also see this in Acts chapter 19. There, Paul, the apostle, met some disciples and he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They responded, we have not even heard that there is any Holy Spirit. 
And according to Acts chapter 19 and verse 6, Paul laid hands on those disciples and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy as they received the Holy Spirit. It is important for me to emphasize that what we are talking about does not relate to a person's salvation. You know, somebody might say, I'm not interested in receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I just want to be born again and go to heaven. Well, everyone who repents of his sins and places his trust in what Jesus did on the cross is immediately born again of the Holy Spirit. That person has everything he needs to live for the Lord and to go to heaven. The baptism with the Holy Spirit is an experience administered by the Holy Spirit that empowers our life. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus refers to it as being endued with power from on high. He had commissioned his disciples since he was about to go back to the Father. He had commissioned them to go and preach in Jerusalem and Judea and the uttermost parts of the world. But he says, don't go, don't proceed to do this until you become endued with power from on high. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus told his disciples that they would receive power after, after the Holy Ghost had come upon them. Now, finally, let me say that it's not hypothetical in terms of what a difference the baptism with the Holy Spirit can make in the life of a Christian. We see the profound change it made in the lives of the disciples after the day of Pentecost. After Jesus was crucified, the disciples were afraid hiding in a room. But after Pentecost, they became bold, fearless servants of the Lord. The good news is that the Holy Spirit is still available today to empower our lives. And you know, all you have to do to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit is to pray to the Lord to receive it. Here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11 and verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen. Praise God for the power of the Holy Spirit. That same power that was available to the disciples on the day of Pentecost is available to us today to empower our lives for the work of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you were blessed during our time together as we talked about receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.